BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ah! Will you survive? Who will survive in a world of cage everyone everyone survives every year uh not a lot of deaths in wrestling notoriously uh, i mean in the ring anyway i mean <laughs> come Welcome on to tim and joel call it in the ring i'm calling it in the ring i this is a laptop my good camera is sitting adjacent to the laptop but i forgot the cable for the good camera apparently. no so we're using apple's garbage facetime shout out apple uh your products are garbage it doesn't look so bad does it doesn't look that good no well, that's also very true it doesn't <laughs> look that great but you're here you made it you I watched war games you watched all the wrestling hey you it's not called war games it's called survivor series it's a traditional big four pay-per-view give it some respect <laughs> yeah i tried that one i almost made it through with a straight face too it yeah, didn't really it work hard. so well uh it's okay it gave us such such imagery as this yeah that is still my favorite thing ever get mask finn I mean, yeah, I think someone below you pointed out Cobra Commander very clearly. Yes. JD from uh, from Fight Game Media. I like JD. Yeah. I don't like it when JD gets things right while I'm trying to make a joke. Yeah. He's like, Gimp, let him have it. It's okay. Your subsequent, your follow-up on that. Do you have do you have that in, in the pipeline? Do you, do you have the your, gas mask gimp? Yeah, the gas mask gimp. See, that yeah, saved the gimp it. joke. Nothing really saves the gimp joke. Oh, man. Finn Balor, midlife crisis. And then AJ Styles, who I'm just going to chalk up to him coming out and mocking Finn Balor with this with this business. No, it was his, his New Japan. Oh, look, I don't care. It's but with a nicer face. looking mask. See, now you've ruined. Now you've ruined my much more interesting bit. Anyway, I'm doing what they do at Fight Game Media. Yeah. By telling me <laughs> about New Japan. Leave me alone. Let me stay in ignorant bliss. Oh, uh, we got a lot of bliss to talk about. <laughs> How about we get to that first? If you're here, leave a thumbs up. It's good to see you, chat. I like uh, I like seeing you in the morning. It's so early. My God, it's so early. I'm so tired. Unless you're in the UK, then it's like 2 p.m. and you're probably just dragging yourself out of bed. Go ahead, leave a comment here if you're on Fightful Overbooked after hours. Uh, it'll be good to see all your comments. People say nice things. We appreciate it. And you can subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to us there. We got your super chats. If you're on youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked, go ahead. You can drop us a super chat, question statements read on the air. And we always appreciate your support because uh, we're self-sufficient. We're self-funded. So uh, viewers like you help us uh, do do new stuff, like a new episode of Strong Style that's coming soon. So uh, keep your ears and your eyes open. And we got a Discord. Don't tell Sean Ross that, but it's in the link in the description. The Overbooked Discord is alive. It exists. Come and join us. Tim, where do you want to start? 
Where do you want to go? You want to go to you know, Boston or do you want to go do the AEW first? If we do AEW, it might take a while. Well, it, it was a good episode of Dynamite. I did enjoy it. So it feels, I feel you like, like we, trolling. Yeah. Uh, of the fans? No, the best of seven. Yeah. So the, elite uh, the fans were excellent. That was, you know what? That was pretty funny. I don't know. It could just be because I think CM Punk's a jackass. Well, that's fair. Like, I saw the whole uh, narrative. He's coming back now. Yes, it's that's crazy. right. We're doing it. That's a, You can't make fun of a man and then not expect him to come back. I think you can. I don't think you understand how petty wrestlers and wrestling can be. Which, like, you know, it's it's incredibly petty. Like, I've seen some people criticizing his, like, EVPs doing this. I was like, that it's fair. That's a fair criticism. It's pretty petty. Things that adults who are in charge of companies probably shouldn't do. But... CM Punk do be a jackass though. So See? it is it is pretty funny. Uh come back, don't come back. I don't give a crap. If he comes back, it gives me someone to legitimately boo. Because I really fair. dislike him. So like real fake. Don't care. Seems like a jackass to me. I'll boo him. And it's good to have people to boo in wrestling. I agree. I want to yeah. be able to boo someone wholeheartedly because I don't like them. I can boo I Austin like Theory with my whole ass chest. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Gonna, let's do it. Let, let, let's let's we'll go back to Dynamite a little bit later. Let's talk about last night's Survivor Series War Games. Uh, I I did a watch along on uh, on Overbook to the last second. I was like, I got nothing going on. My baby's sleeping, so let's uh, let's hang out. So. Had a bunch of people on. Thank you if you joined us. If you're in the chat, thank you. If you were one of the participants hanging out on screen, thank you. It was a very fun time. Um, what do you think of the show overall? Did you did you enjoy War Games? Was it for you? Was it uh, ups and downs like I felt? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously big ups and downs. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, there's one sore thumb sticking right in the middle there that kind of ruins everything. Um, the war women's war game match was really good. Um, some really excellent, amazing high spots, obviously a couple of like clunky bits, but nothing crazy. So I thought war game, the war games matches were good. Some in, in the middle matches that were not good. So let's talk. So women's war games match was, uh, was a lot of fun. Yes. LOL. Becky wins. Uh, but I didn't hate it. I don't know. Becky pinning Dakota Kai going. No, I thought that was good. I thought uh, that cage. Leg drop was good. Nice of them to put the platform there <laughs> for them to. They do that now. They they yeah. have that little platform so that they it's, don't it's like good. stand precariously. I, I, I think yeah. that's better. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes away some of the edginess of it. What I didn't like was the KOD into the cage, where it's like, yo, if you just did the regular KOD, I think that would have hurt more. Probably, um, and also, the job. And also, Becky wouldn't have had to stand there for a long time waiting. For that spot to finish so that she could do the big finishing spot which yes uh, that whole thing sucked the uh there was also the the like multi-woman superplex they were all trying to set up I'm to do it at the same they time always do this i'm getting was, tired of it so they were trying to do it because they had the two rings right and and again like this isn't me nitpicking it's just one of those things where yeah, i'm like yeah, yeah. the spot wasn't ready so i actually have to credit bianca belair because she was like all right we're not ready it's going to take way too long to set up i'm just going to do my spot and then one by one the dominoes will fall yeah like they were obviously going for like all the women do it at the same time and it would have been a really cool visual but uh we ended up with uh you know one after the other it made the match a little bit better too if they had to sit there and just like keep punching each other just to get set up for the thing and just build to a spot wouldn't have worked this time uh, i think they made the right call 
Yeah, it felt like some people in that match were just missing steps more, which caused yes. kind of the the drag down. Like Alexa came in and like she's been very good in the ring lately, but like the second she stepped in tonight or last night was not like she missed like every spot in her entrance sequence, which is like you'd think that would be planned and something something must have changed in the last <laughs> little bit that uh, that made her just totally rethink her work right now but either way she came in she looked good the whole team looked good i mean i yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. too uh it seems like they were trying to coordinate like a blue and orange type of thing hmm. but they all got different shades of blue or different shades of orange and it turned it like some look like rust and some look like <laughs> light blue versus dark blue. I don't know, they were trying i give them that but uh Overall, you know, well put together. And then damage control. I love Nikki Cross in this match. She was yes, just the ultimate, yeah. like, I don't give a shit wrestler. She's like, I don't care. I'm, I'm just here to create havoc and chaos. And it was so good. Like I said in your chat, full goblin mode. Just like yes. out immediately. Did they change? They changed the aesthetic of the trash can tops. She pulled them in, threw them all in. And they look almost like catering trays because <laughs> they're so silly. Like they're kind of flattened out and just anyway. I didn't take a better look at it. I didn't see that. I, I I'm gonna take a good look and see if they change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look they look different. I don't even think there were handles on them, which is I'm on like, the tops I, of the tr- on the tops. I think there were. I don't there know. were. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I gotta say, I love. Everyone was waiting for EO to bring back the trash can spot from uh, from her War Games match in NXT. I love that they did it in a way that turned it completely on its head. They yeah. Put the trash can on her, and Becky just beat the brakes off of her and then did that leg drop. I loved it. It was so she watched the tape. Just, she watched the yeah, tape. <laughs> it was just smart. And it was a yeah. good way to do a callback and still make it look funny and make it look interesting. So uh I enjoyed the match. Overall, listen, I don't I see a lot of people saying like damage control suffers another loss. And they're right. Like in terms of being a larger team, a heel team, yeah, they should probably get one up once in a while. But uh the way that this story had to end was once you brought Becky back there was no way that you could have Becky lose, even in a team no, environment, right? I really, yeah. I think they made the right call on who was going to win. Um, I've said it once, like, stop. Like, I don't know. You're looking at damage control wrong. I mean, it sucks that the women's tag titles are still in that picture. That's, I think, the bigger issue in that they're not being booked kind of strong. Yeah. But I mean, maybe they fit, maybe they see, hey, that that's how they separate out of damage control down the line. Like, Bailey, we're the champions. You're but we keep losing when we're in matches with you, etc. Like the story that I have pitched for this group is one of delusional self-confidence. Like they are not correct in their arrogance. They're, they're not winners. So I can see it working out. We just got to make it more. Yeah. Wrestling, yeah. You got to hit us over the head with it a little bit more, but like, yeah. I see exactly where you're going and I see what you're saying with like this delusional self-confidence that drives them to be in these big level matches and continuously lose. But there's a breaking point at some point, right? Like, yeah. And like, that's where things I'm not sure. So at some point now they got to get real angry about all these losses. And I don't know what they do with that though, because they're already the champions, which again, I don't think they ever needed to be strapped up. Um, but they don't care about the women's tag titles. That still hasn't really changed. It looks like they're. it's so weird. It feels like the women's tag titles are like, they want it to mean something, but they have no idea what, how, when, or where. You have to make women's tag teams for it to matter. So maybe work on that. And every time you make them, you break them up, you know, a few weeks later, if you're in NXT, right? Cora Jade and Roxanne, 
uh, Zoe Stark and uh, Nikita Lyons. Yeah, I saw the one six mafia was still fighting. So, or well, not anymore. Another, another fight. they're fighting oh, each they, other. So yeah, that's what I mean. Not. That's what I mean. They're fighting each other. I was like, when did this happen? I, I, there's a reason I don't watch NXT anymore. <laughs> there are some things that they get right, but I get what you're saying. It's 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 a bandwidth thing. Um, yeah. Overall, so War Games match for the women, it was good. It's just a very strange like why kind of feeling why did we book yeah. it the way we did but it again it made sense you had becky coming back you couldn't you couldn't have her lose on her way back it just didn't make sense to do it that way um unless you did it by nefarious means if someone had turned on somebody but there was no one to it didn't make sense to turn anybody the only yes. the only other way I, I would be seeing like Meechin get pinned that would be my only other yeah for it she's someone who i think in the next little while they're gonna have to define but she's brand new right like, yeah still trying she to could figure have out her eaten that pin is what i'm saying like yeah i yeah. think the people who came out of this looking the best is well nikki cross like yeah highlight like this is rebranding her in a good way and obviously becky like yeah and like having the women's champions be pinned is is a bit of a questionable motive again you keep having them lose these matches it's very strange it's gotta go somewhere it does. I don't know where it's going to go, and uh, I guess we'll find out starting on Monday, or we won't. The Mania match for me has been Bianca and probably Charlotte. She even said that much in the press conference afterwards. And again, one thing I like about the WWE press conferences is that they're very obviously kayfabe vortex. Yeah, they're not. You know, this is again like not not to do the AEW versus WWE thing, but like they're the only ones that really do these post show wrestling press conferences. And like the AEW ones are like trying to make it real, but it's still post show vortex of kayfabe. So they like, they don't blur the lines very well. WWE, it's very much like we have a host. It's Byron Saxton. Members of the media ask your questions, but don't ask the wrong questions. <laughs> um, and whatever, it's fine. You know what? The media played really well last night. They they did a great job asking the questions that would have gotten the right answers. Like the only non kayfabe answer that came from a wrestler was Becky Lynch when she mentioned getting ready to do that the the leg drop, and she's like, "I went up there. I was scared, lads." She said, and she's like, "I went up there and practice." Which, like, she, you'd never say that. Yeah. Right? So, like, in the moment, I was just like, ah, you probably don't want to do that. But at least it's, like, a little bit of, like, reality in this press conference that is otherwise very much, like, steeped in kayfabe, which is yeah. fun. I mean, I prefer the, I prefer kayfabe, but. So would I. So Bianca yeah. said, like, I want to beat all four horsewomen and I want a main event night two of WrestleMania. Those are my goals. And she hasn't beaten charlie yet and becky's like i want to win the royal rumble twice so there's room for both of those things to exist becky yeah like that's the one i i actually would enjoy charlotte versus bianca at mania as long as it's not charlotte wins the rumble that's all i'm asking and i don't think i I think charlotte more likely wins the elimination chamber because becky winning the rumble means becky can move over to smackdown to challenge ronda rousey yeah unfortunately we had to watch ronda rousey versus Shotzi last night so this was my one of my favorite parts of this stupid watch along not stupid this is just the conversations we had we talked about Rousey's gear we don't need to do that here but one thing that happened was we had people pop on and off throughout the night someone popped on at one point after we had had a full five minute tirade about Ronda Rousey's gear issues and the first thing they asked is like can we talk about Ronda Rousey's gear and it just broke us (laughs) and then the other thing that happened was at the beginning of the match I said I feel bad for Shotzi Shotzi's going to lose this match. It's not going to be a good match. And she spent the afternoon on TV dedicating this match to her fathers who both passed away 
over the last year. Her her biological father and her, her uh, stepdad, or the, the father that she considers the, the man who raised her. Yeah, they both passed yeah. away in the last year, year and a half. So she's like, this match is for you. And I'm like, you're dedicating this match to them, but you're not winning. So like the baby face intent here is completely thrown out the window and makes you look stupid. And then Doc uh, Chris Miller from, from Bleacher Report said to me on the show, he was like, it's it's okay because she's talking about her performance. And I said, but that's not the reason she should be doing this. She is a wrestler. She wants to win titles. We are supposed to think that the wrestler wants to win and will dedicate the victory. Not the wrestler wants to perform in a title match and is dedicating the performance to her dad's. The match was dog shit. It was so bad. Like I, I made her look bad. Yeah. Like like Ronda was God awful. Everyone look horrible. <laughs> like, then, uh, the, okay. So, and that's the thing you could see when Shotzi and uh, Shayna were doing things, it looked interesting and okay. But then the second that Rhonda was involved, everything went right in the toilet. There was a trust factor that was clearly lacking. Shotzi is um, reckless in a good way. Yeah. Her wrestling style is reckless. She goes, she, she's like Jody Threat. Remember, people are going to know Jody Threat because if you're on Fightful, you hear Sean talk about her all the time. We know her because we've seen her wrestle a dozen times. We know her style, and you saw it with the whole Athena conversation that ended up being probably the best thing to happen for Athena. Regardless, yeah. she has that Jody Threat style in that it's very careless, but it's very controlled. And that is the Shotzi way. Like I saw her in a match with Brandy Lauren at Evolve that ended with Shotzi like diving through the ropes onto a pile of chairs on the outside, crashing and burning. That's the shit Shotzi does. What happened last night with that stupid DDT spot is just proof that like Shotzi was not Shotzi. Rhonda didn't want to take what could have been a very simple move if you had just trusted your opponent. But there yeah, was but Rhonda clearly no trust. I don't. I don't. Yeah, oh, man. I really just dislike Rhonda. Like, I don't like her wrestling. I don't like her on the mic. Her look is garbage. <laughs> like, I just don't understand why someone with all that money <laughs> can't like figure it out. Like here, like the training. Like, the usually, like- usually when dumpster fire people get rich, they hire a stylist and consultant, and they end up looking pretty all right, even though they're dumpster fires for human beings. But like. Rhonda didn't. She has the worst gear I've ever seen and just awful makeup and just can't wrestle, can't talk, hate everything about it. Women's champion drives me what's nuts. A, what's especially frustrating is that Rhonda came in, had that tag match at WrestleMania 34, right? The one with it was Stephanie and Triple H versus Kurt Angle and Ronda yeah. And everyone praised it because they had so much time to put it together. And also, like, she was working with the two men who have years of experience and Stephanie McMahon, who's been in the business forever. And also like understands, you know, certain storytelling methods and like trying to get heat and things like that. So Rhonda had the perfect tag partners Yeah, in, in this particular match. Re- really since she's come back, there's like a lack of interest and we talked about it before and it kind of, it went away for a little bit because it felt like someone told her in the back after the Royal rumble, like how about you show a little bit of interest in the product? And then she started to show a little bit of interest and then she won the title. And now it's like this, we're turning you heel, but turning you heel doesn't mean don't give a shit about the product again. Cause that's what you're doing. And it yeah. looks friggin' awful. That's the thing. Like, I think every time she's told to be a heel, she's supposed to be like, Oh, well I don't really like wrestling. So maybe I'll channel that. 
And it's like, that's not really the right angle. No, and you could have put the title on Rhonda at the Rumble to get to the Becky storyline. Because oh, what? God, I don't want to watch that at all. But that's like, that is the money story, right? We never saw the man versus Rhonda one on one. But also, you couldn't get Rhonda to give a triple threat that I didn't enjoy either. So, it was 1 a.m. on a Sunday night in Newark. Yeah. The point being, um, with Becky and Rhonda, there's a better story that can happen. Becky's kind of got to talk some shit, though. And that's got to bring like Rhonda some out. real shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. She's going to have to fly off the handle a little bit and get Rhonda to actually care about it. Cause right now it feels like she's going through the motions. It feels like the Shotzi match just kind of happened to happen. It was not well. Yeah. Done. It was like, all right, well, we got to get a women's title defense on here. Throw it on. And I hope to God that like someone in the back saw that this match was, you know, Shotzi's to break out from and she did everything she could, but her dance partner just didn't give for, give back not a good match i just i expected more yeah i i, I don't even know what i expected i just expected just more. The, once, yeah i don't once know that it, stupid ddt spot happened i was like oh you clearly don't give a shit and they do the dive spot on the outside to the four uh four people the four plants <clears throat> and then the plant they land and they just slowly recline onto the floor uh, i thought that was just funny and stupid at the same time yeah Anyway, uh, what else happened on this show? You had AJ Styles, Finn Balor. Good match, as expected. Very good uh, match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, you know, solid. Match for match's sake. Lengthy. Like, yeah. you know, the, AJ got a win is the big story that comes out of it. That's it. AJ <laughs> got a pay-per-view win. His first pay-per-view win since like October 2019. Like COVID didn't exist, but this guy certainly did. Yeah, and it, it's very funny because it's just going to be the same narrative about Finn Balor a few a few months from now. They're going to be like, oh, Finn Balor hasn't won, and then he'll get a win. It's like, okay. it's <laughs> so like yeah, and you know what? Sometimes people just got to lose, and right now, midlife crisis Finn Balor can eat all the L's. As far as I'm concerned, feed him L's because especially, he's not eating anything else. Especially if he's in, if we were in this, he can't fit anything in your mouth if you're eating this. Oh, exactly. Looks so bad. What are you doing, Finn? What is this? What it is looks this like... like it looks like a gel capsule just placed over his face. <laughs> like some sort of alien, like, like reproductive sack. <laughs> you think he could see out of it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's transparent. I think it's got, it's dimmer. It's like wearing very purple sunglasses is what I imagine. Wow. You think they're like all over sunglasses? I, they were all, yeah, it's yeah. very strange. It's very funny. Uh, what else happened in the show? What else happened on the show? Uh, triple threat. Yes. Three, threats, threat. three, three independent threats in one. Lashley, game. Seth, and Austin Theory. Austin Beyblade. What do you think of that entrance? That was the best. Someone screwed up so funny. It was so good. It was pretty great. Uh, good match. I like the finish, quite honestly. I like the double uh, the double master lock. The double uh, hurt lock. Yeah. Nelson, yeah, hurt lock. Master lock. I think about him too much these days. Yeah. Chris Adonis. Uh, yeah. What do you think of the match? What do you think of Austin Theory winning his U.S. championship uh, at this show? What do you think? I thought it was great. I actually really enjoyed this match. I have not a ton of notes. It showcased all three of their like very diverse skill sets. Um, Bobby Lashley looked strong. He did strong guy stuff. Uh, Seth, Seth, Seth was frenetic. That was good. His blonde hair flying through the sky. <laughs> it's actually it quite great. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Austin Theory is a tool. 
Yeah. Uh, and he needs that title more than Seth needs that title. So I thought the finish made Seth not look like a punk. And so, yeah, that that's actually really good to know because Seth had been speared and it's a Bobby Lashley spear. So like it made sense having theory roll over, get the pin. It was like a little underhanded. It yeah. worked. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the match. I know a lot of people are shitting on Austin theory. Here's the thing. And, and some people are just like, Oh, why would you have him win now? And like not have him fall from grace longer, buddy. He's been falling from grace ever since triple H took over at the end of the summer. Like this has been his downfall. He got his punishment. <laughs> like well, he gave it a punishment. It was like, we yeah, can't yeah. take the title off of you because of the Roman stuff. Like you're just going to, no one's going to believe it. And having you lose the briefcase to Roman is just like obvious. You could have done the storyline where he goes all the way to money in the bank and then doesn't cash in. And he's the first guy to ever not cash in. Look, his his reward for the Money in the Bank briefcase, he traded in that briefcase and he got to get a character that isn't total garbage. And that's it. They told him, <laughs> grow your beard fine. out. Like, they said, grow your beard out. Make yourself look like you're you're not a friggin' weirdo. And then we're going to we're gonna lose Money in the Bank. We're just going to, like, there's no reason for you to have it. We're going to drop it. And then that'll be your rock bottom. You've already been treated like shit by everybody else in the company. Now you're going to lose a match for the U. Like and it upset everybody. I understand yeah. that. Well, that's people, like but his, this is the best ascent he could have now. Exactly. He's he's a tool. He's got a punchable face. Like it is. This is how you book this guy. Like you know, I, I think this is the right way to use him. If we must use him, so. And I see people in the chat talking about uh, Mustafa Ali and getting a, a U.S. title shot. Sure. They got to build Ali too, because guess what? They've spent the last month making him look like a total bitch too. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look good. And it doesn't, Mm-mm. it's never looked good. It's, he doesn't come out and do anything. He comes out, talks, and then gets beat up. You got to do something more than just like sympathetic baby face. Cause if I'm him, I'm back to square one of feeling completely dejected, defeated, and in- disinterested. Yeah. It's a shame. I feel like, I don't know. Ali's got some real char- character struggles. Um, and it's a shame because he's so talented in the ring and like you see him pull out all of these awesome sequences in his training videos, but his dance partners in WWE aren't doing that with him. It seems so like, I don't see that in the ring. Him in theory would probably have a really good set of matches and they would probably so do a lot of, uh, a lot of really fun stuff. Like you're talking about some of the stuff that he was training when he was with, I think he did a lot of training with Gringo Loco in Chicago and that's yeah. great. Um, but uh, theory can keep up and do that stuff. You know, again, regardless of how you feel about him personally, as a wrestler, dude knows what he's doing. Yeah, and I think that that is probably the best way to help both men kind of move forward from here. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving forward, men's war game match. But I'm already there. So few matches on this Survivor Series. I mean, both of your war games matches were like 40 minutes. So what did you expect? What do you, what do you think of the five minute intervals? Does that do it for you, knowing that like nothing can happen until all? people are in the ring like all 10 people it's fine it's, it's a long I, I, time though. it is it is a long time i i gotta tell you like yeah i'm not sitting there on the edge of my seat through these matches like i was <laughs> cooking through most of the night like and then in there yeah. so so fine. uh the bloodline win 
And man, they do a lot of storytelling in this match. Loved I it. loved it. I really loved it. Like this was, yeah, this is how you make it. Cause they did the war games match with the women's war games match. Like that was your standard fair one. You can't do the same thing. I don't want to see the same thing just with some dudes doing it. Like this was what I wanted to see. Like I really, really enjoyed this. And this, this felt like old, like older wrestling to me when I was a kid watching wrestling, like where the story parts actually matter and feel like they've earned the, like the, the climax that they've gotten to at the end of the night. Like this stuff has been building for months. It feels like to get here. Like it is the one really, really good story. WWE is telling right now. And, and like injecting match, KO, perfect. injecting KO into it with the Sammy storyline, they kind of again you you see a pivot, you see something as uh, well received as Sammy Zayn and the Bloodline story and and his feud with Jay and and just the his infiltration of the Bloodline and suddenly he he's always wanted to be there now he's there and he still wants to be there but they're also giving you those little hints of like is is he a stupid baby face or is he starting to come around and realize that he could be the manipulator. And he can get himself to the top of the line. What did you think of the finish of the match? We had him, you know, uh, Sammy kicks KO in the balls, of course. So does the haluva kick. Doesn't kick him. He oh, does beauty. the underhand yeah, is a good, thing. Yeah, yeah uh, it's a good and then, kick. Very but good before that, kick. saves Roman from getting pinned by when Drew hit a clip. Grabs the ref's wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just they share a moment. Roman and, and Sammy lock eyes. They're going to kiss. They're going to make out. It's great. And then they build that sexual tension. And then here we go. KO comes in and we get to the end of the match. So the two of them in all of this, like just chills. Like they're both like Sammy did not know he was this good of an actor. Did not know because always knew it. The genuine, how genuine that like post-match stuff felt was incredible. Like it was very, very, and this is so, it is so rare in wrestling that I find anything coming out of anybody's mouth even halfway believable so like when it happens and it and it's like actually in a story that's told correctly and the violence is like you know in there to match it (laughs) well no and it's like it meets what the story requires it's like it's like you know i I felt that way about kevin nash and triple h doing the hell in a cell thing like that felt like it built towards a good thing like you know i don't know it's just it's it's not often that i feel like the build justifies the reactions that people give and this felt really really genuine and good so i talk about this a lot when it comes to wrestlers you have the you have the athletes like the the d1 athletes that came into wrestling because maybe it didn't work for them in football volleyball whatever they were doing yeah and then you have the drama kids who also happen to be athletic and that's Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is the drama kid who who has the penchant for storytelling. Uh, Kevin Owens, like you could, and you can spot those people from a mile away. Not only because their stories are a little tighter, but also because maybe their bodies aren't like super jacked up, big guys and girls. They're the ones who like th- they see wrestling as as storytelling and art. They don't see it as 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 a big bulked up fight fest. And it's it's weird. I was gonna say like, and look who's mo- the most over. And it's like, okay, there's. Okay, like there's Bray Wyatt, you're right, you know, theater kid. Seth yeah, Rollins. I'm kind of done with that one. I like, d- yeah, 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 no kidding. But like, we'll, we can talk about SmackDown a little bit after. But like, we'll talk about Bray specifically. But, yeah. but then I thought of, then I thought of Brock, and I was like, no, no, but he got over because of Heyman. Like, Brock that was a comes- big, like, because of Heyman. And also, Brock didn't get it in his first run. No, 
No, he like I mean, he, he, he did. Shit. Heyman helped him, and Heyman yep. made him popular. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, now he gets the theater kid stuff, but only now. <laughs> like, and he only gets it now because he realizes what his personal value is to wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he wants to work with the smaller guys or the big stars. He wants to put over someone with his cachet, like using his cachet. Again, it, it, it's partly understanding where your value is and, and understanding what your strengths are and playing to them. Yeah. Uh, Brock, it worked again when he came back in 2012. It was like, I am a star that's going to put over X, Y, and Z wrestler. Yeah. Or I'm going to be dominant in this way, in this way. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to work with the undertaker for I 17 just, years. I feel like the, the acting bit was a bit more massaged back in the day. Cause you'd get people like Kurt Angle in and he'd get like good. Like, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what the, what the disconnect is now. I feel like because they do these tryouts and they're so focused on gymnasts and college athletes that they're, they're not like, they need more co- like acting coaches back there helping them. The Kurt angle thing is interesting because Kurt took to it like a duck to water, right? Yeah. Everyone says that his acting was dog shit. And the only way that he ever did it well was because he was placed with Vince and triple H and all, he was placed with the top rung. And also he was given his, his scripts word for word. He was given his promo. Oh, okay. And he was, and I mean, and his, his character being the, you suck guy certainly helps with that. So a hundred percent. And the thing with Kurt was like, yeah, he, again, he found his comfort in telling a, a writer to like script me word for word. Not everyone yeah. does that. And, and then WWE got to a point, Vince got to a point where he wanted everyone scripted word for word. And it didn't matter. Like what your level of comfort was with scripts. Yeah. What we give you is what you're going to say there are a lot of wrestlers who are like, give me the bullet points and I'll go out there and I'll make it shine. And that's something, again, that's a strength that AEW has with mm-hmm. the right wrestlers. But again, that's another like, <laughs> yeah, but up. then but that's, what, what, what oh. keeps happening with AEW? Yeah. Is like, they do that for everyone, right? They give them the bullet points and they the, give them the improv. And like, yeah. some people are phenomenal at it and other people are so bad, but might not yes. be aware that they're so bad. And then they get so upset when they don't get the push. And it's like, well, it's cause you kind of suck. Like yeah, watch there's, what you're doing. Guess yeah. what? You got to spend hours set, stand. Like you got to be a sim, man. You got to stand in front of your stupid mirror and practice your stuff. Like, so this was something in like the territory days or, or even like in the TV wrestling early days when you would go to a studio and they would set you up in front of a camera and they tell you like, Hey, we're going to Indianapolis, March 3rd. We're going to be in Las Vegas, September 10th. You're going to do your thing. Like talk to the camera and pitch for tickets. And that's what they would do. They would put wrestlers and the younger wrestlers were the smartest ones. Jericho would talk about this, go into those TV days and they'd be long, boring days, but you get two things out of it. One, the opportunity to work in front of a camera that is completely like lost on a lot of talent. How valuable that experience is number two you're working with producers and former wrestlers who have stories to tell and a lot of knowledge to impart and as a result you get better so mm-hmm. guys like mean gene okerlund would be there you would have the jim Rosses in the wwf you'd have michael hayes you'd have those guys and, and even the you know people from from way back before then being able to import impart knowledge that you maybe don't have available to you on the regular and you're sitting around all day so you can chop it up that doesn't really exist anymore. There's no, no and like, like, yeah, go to the studio can, and, ta- and chat it up. Yeah. You can kind of feel its absence, right? Like it, it just yeah. feels like they're not building the charisma that they once had on the microphone. It feels like with triple H taking over on the creative end, there is a push to allow talent to be a little more vocal with how they feel when it comes to their comfort 
with promos. Yeah. Some are, some are going to be that Kurt Angle, give me every word for word scripted. So I learn the lines and some are going to be like, give me the bullet points and I'll get it and I'll hit it every time that. And, and there's a level of trust that comes with that as well. Right. We just talked about that with AEW where, you know, if you do it to everyone and someone's not good at it, that person's going to get frustrated and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, it, it's a dance, but also like if you mess up too much, you can't be trusted. We're going to give you word for word what you're going to say. Um, so all this to say, we got to get to Sammy and Roman next. But now Sammy and Roman are having a big hug fest and Jay is hugging Sammy. It felt but good. It felt good, but it, I can't help but feel like the, the, the background of the story is like, who's going to turn on whom? Who's going to, who's, it, it's a standoff now. Who is going to beat the shit out of whom at what point? Because you have the, the entire bloodline who's been leery of Sammy the entire time, only Jimmy to, or sorry, only Jay to Sammy's face. And now he hugged Jay or Jay hugged Sammy last night. God, yep. words are hard at this hour. <laughs> and then you've got Roman hugging Sammy, but Sammy being like being told, maybe you turn on him first by Kevin Owens. And now Kevin Owens is his oldest friend. So who's going to, who's going to pull the trigger proverbially speaking? I don't and know. When are we doing, when are we doing Sammy versus Roman? And it should not be at the elimination chamber. I'm telling you that now. Don't do it in Montreal. That's just, there's something so. We've talked about this. And I think like having something go down in the elimination chamber could start to muddy the waters. And then we play it out over the next little bit. What's after elimination chamber? Rumble? WrestleMania. What? Yeah. The elimination chamber is in February. Oh, oh, so that's a long time from now. Never mind. We have from now until the Rumble. That's the next big event is the Rumble. And that's the end of January. We are now at the end of November. We have an entire month. And you know what? Christmas season, they kind of phone it in for a few weeks. So I, I don't expect anything. I expect big mid-title match, mid-card title matches, like Gunter is going to have either Escobar or Ricochet. And if he has Ricochet, then there's going to be the bronze situation to, to deal with too. So that you got the Intercontinental Championship kind of like figured out through the rest of the year. Um, the women's title, they got to sort out on both brands. But like the world title, they got to they got to do something. And I think Seamus is the guy that they're going to go with at least through into the new year. And he's earned it. Maybe this, this run. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Banger after banger after banger. Yeah. yeah, Not, not wrong. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know because like, you know, Roman versus Sammy at this point with that performance, I'm fine with that for WrestleMania, but I know that that's not a big ticket mover. (laughs) It's not. And that's the thing. There are so many people who would disagree with you, but I think, or about well, 80, unless, 80, I, 90,000 who would be like, I don't know. I mean, if you listen to those audiences, though, like yeah, Sammy is the most over person in the world. So maybe it is Sammy Roman mania. You do make a good point. I mean, Sammy has absolutely found himself in a place where he's getting the most reaction he's gotten in years. It's incredible how over he is. Like, I just. I don't know. It's it's not a question of whether or not I see it. I think it's a question of um, is the story so much that the match doesn't live up to the story. <laughs> I was just about to say, if that match happens, they will overbook the hell out of it. That's Sammy the problem. will have to fight off the entire bloodline one at a time with entrances as they come out to like... <laughs> Someone said last night, the ultimate troll move would have been when Roman came out for his entrance for the uh, war games match if they had his theme play 
Like when it, when he was the last man to enter the match, just he, and he just slowly saunters down the ring. Twenty minutes. Yeah, that would have been funny. The match begins now, and before he even gets in the ring, someone pins somebody else, and that's it. And Roman's just like, "All right, I guess that's it." <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think that would be. You could put that on Mania, and I would I would love that. I think that there's enough runway to keep telling the story as it is and build to a match at Mania that would be off the hook. That would be like that would so- show some bold leadership, if you ask me. If Triple H could do it that, would. and Sami Zayn, the most non Vince, like a Vince guy, like who Vince loved for the comedy bit, but like. You look at his body and his in-ring style, and that's not Vince's guy. Like, yeah. no way Vince would put him in a main event. I'm I, I still think that the play is KO and Sammy versus the Usos. Yeah, I think the so tag too. Titles. I think that's the more natural. Yeah. But and they, and they kind of teased it on SmackDown by using the tag titles as a prop in the uh, the little standoff that they had. Yeah. So I can I, I still see that as the, as the play, and I still I don't know who's going to be Roman's opponent. Everyone's you know not everyone. I, a lot of people will be running to Cody. Oh crap! I keep forgetting about Cody. Cody's winning a rumble. Can't forget about Cody. You never forget about Cody. No, no, they, it's because I keep skipping the promo every time they play it because they play it every show. Oh, it's a peacock thing. They they, they play yeah. all the promos. It doesn't mean anything. Either way, good show. I enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoyed the main event probably most of all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very good. There's, there's so much that I'm, th- I'm just, I, my brain is like on fire with what's going to happen between now and WrestleMania. I'm honestly just surrendering to the story with Sami Zayn and Roman right now. I'm just going to let what happens happens and actually be surprised. I'm not going to try to book it head too too much because like it, it just feels really well done. Like finally, yep. doesn't I like often. that you said that? By the way, I really like that you said that because we get way too invested sometimes yeah. in, in our own booking, or at least like trying to sort out where it's going to go, but no, letting it kind of letting it play out was a joke that we all used to make, but this is the first time in a very long time where we're all looking at it and being like, we can let it play out. No, because this is good. Like most of the time when I'm trying to, when I'm like mentally booking something, it's to fix something that's boring as hell. Like, yes. Whereas this is not boring. So I'm fine to just watch it. Absolutely. Uh, where do you want to go next? Do you want to you want to talk about uh, AW? Dynamite. Where where were we? We were in Chicago. Chicago. You you couldn't forget the the crowd was very. I, that was the most active wrestling crowd I've seen in a while. Very. Well, nice. That's because Chicago loves AEW. They love They're the. So fans. angry. It's great. I love it. Uh, Regal in the ring doing exactly what I told you last week he was going to do. Yep. No MJF. He was just going to build that heat because no, he's, he's in, he's in a top Hollywood movie. It's garbage. I'm sure whatever he's on is absolute garbage. He's doing the, uh, the, the, the Kevin, uh, the Von Eric movie. Oh, you know, you know the Von Eric's. Yeah, oh, okay. So it is a top Hollywood movie that I'm not going to watch. Cause I don't Yeah. He's, he's Zach playing Efron with his roid belly and stuff. Yeah. But he looks real good though. He looks, yeah. he looks a lot like Kevin. No, he's he playing, he's, yeah, playing yeah. Uh, he's playing yeah in that movie. So, Whatever, good for him. Good for MJF. Uh, it's less impressive to be in a movie when it's a movie about wrestling. Like it's like, yeah. I mean, uh, what was that? We're not going to take it. What was that WCW one? Ready to rumble. I'm ready, ready to rumble. I'm- yeah, <laughs> it's like eh, that's not impressive. <laughs> I'm excited for Ready to Rumble too. Whether it's going to be Ready to Rumble too. No, R two R two. Anyway. Regal's out there. He talks. He's calling him Mr. Friedman now, which I like. Kind of a, an associate deal. 
Moxley comes out and uh, and Danielson come out. And so this is interesting. I What do you think of, of Brian Danielson being like, don't beat the shit out of my mentor, please? I thought it was nice. I thought it was good. My I, I really enjoyed the slap and like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. My just, bad. Oh, God, don't, don't kill me. <laughs> no, it made, but, it made Mox yeah. look good, right? Like, it was fun. Yeah, and then Moxley afterwards, first of all, everyone's just like, Mox should be on vacation, but I guess not. Mox is going to. He doesn't want to. He just loves to wrestle. But I love that, like, whenever something goes awry or he has, like, a not so great promo, it's immediately just like, vacation Mox. And other people are just like, or maybe he just had a rough day. (laughs) Uh, Either way, he's like, go run as fast as you can, go as far as you want. And everyone just knowing the timing of War Games being this past Saturday and then triple H tweeting out the war games, you know, it's not the same without you regal. I love that that kind of played into the, the fan speculation. It meant nothing, no, but no, as no. a little like aside, it was really cute. I liked it. It was. It was uh, fun. What else is going on? Uh, Keith Lee Hager. He likes this hat. Did you like this match? No, no, I really, really found it irritating and commentary made it worse. <laughs> like just the, as, because, as the, and it, it, you know, because they were told to tell this, quote unquote story of the match house of black came back in this match that's really what thank god that was the yeah which was the like okay i'm willing to put up with this so that this happens and then they just come and just beat up everyone i was like yeah that this feels right it's like yeah we're here to stop this nonsense everyone be sad the house of lore is back yeah that was fun we'll see if it goes anywhere this time there are trios now there are trios titles it has to go somewhere after this whole trios best of seven right it's got yeah to. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure uh we'll get to that in a minute let's just let's just run down the card as it happened uh ethan page ricky starks happened exactly as you and i talked about it yeah yeah it was <laughs> it was like textbook it was good match like the yeah, good story listen. like the story was fine very suitable for its position on the card like exactly we're gonna do ricky starks versus mjf at winter is coming that sounds awesome yeah, yeah it's gonna be a great match i it's not even about the uh the winner being in doubt or you know anything like that but it's just a really good match. And there's a lot of potential for Ricky Starks to break through having a solid match with MJF. They've been heating him up well, too. Like, it feels like Ricky Starks has been, like, built naturally to slowly being more of a, a top top uh, tier star. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do you feel about Jade and uh, Bow Wow? I, what was, <laughs> I saw the Twitter interaction. I was like, ah, crap. What are you doing? <laughs> I was more amazed that Bow Wow still had people attending concerts. As long as there's nostalgia, entertainment. As long as there's like two songs, like there are a lot of people who had two songs. Rick Astley is still like a huge star, and he's got yeah. But why wouldn't you go to that concert? Like because people think that it's a good night out. Concerts are like two hours, not not one song's length. Like they're they're more than two hours once you factor in the rest of the shit. The night. Understand people, man. Like whatever. I don't give a crap about Bow Wow. Like the fact that he's begging for a job is like the, the biggest indicator. It's wrestling. Everyone's begging for a job. Yeah. I don't what need to see Brian Bow James? Wow. I don't, man. I don't need to see a lot of people on my wrestling. Like, yeah. I don't need uh, to see Bow Wow, perhaps most of all. Forget Bow Wow, who probably will wrap Jade down to the ring by the end of this thing. Uh, Smart Mark serves the papers and kicks out Kiara Hogan Kiara from Hogan. the baddies. Eh, it's fine. I, I didn't it happened too suddenly no undeserved advancement in the story as far as i'm concerned 
feel like that's relevant to the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Was it good? Was it good? Did you listen to his albums before you went? I don't know. Do you need to? Everyone's just waiting for the one song. The rest of the time, it's just a happening. So it's it's just two hours of them everyone in the room doing the the do the thing face at (laughs) five. Like, and then he waits until it's the encore. It's it's the Family Guy mod sequence again that yeah, I keep talking it just about. Never ends. Oh my goodness! Uh, speaking of never ending, the best of seven number two match. I enjoyed this. Listen, I just very much enjoyed. It. it was very fun. They had everyone on the edge of their seats, and they had all the trolling perfectly set up. Like they're swearing at the elite and then chanting "This is awesome" during the same match. Like it's very fun. Like yeah, good job. What felt weird this night though was commentary. Everyone felt like it was casual Wednesday. It was very loose in that commentary booth. They were stepping all over each other. They were just cracking wise. It's loose and like so. I think about this often, and because I have a lot of time on my hands, because <laughs> <laughs> I because I'm alone a lot, Tim. Uh, <laughs> I'm breaking down boxes in the basement of a condo and I'm thinking to myself, Michael Cole and Vince McMahon's really Michael Cole, because he's, the, he's the guy in charge of commentary. Um, his whole like feeling towards commentary was it's a bunch of your buddies getting together to watch wrestling and talk about it. And it's okay to make jokes. It's okay to crack. Boys. Yeah. 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 It feels like sometimes the AEW team, takes that and they bring it a little too far and they just kind of step all over each other and they make little jabs. And at one point Taz was like, I got to apologize to my yeah, guy. That Tony was, Shivani. that it's was like, the most awkward thing. Cause it was like, what did Tony like go and block Taz on Twitter during an exchange? And Taz was like, Oh, that's not nice. Like, what are we doing? I mean, I like, I don't know. On the one hand, like, yeah, it's pretty weird. On the other, like, it's nice to model good behavior, like good, decent, respectful behavior, like between people rather than doubling down and never apologizing for any misstep. Like, right. So I don't know. But it, 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 concert, by the way, it was a big <laughs> 80s and 90s tour. Oh, and see, that's different. That's not yeah, the that's, same. That's just a big, that's just a big cluster muck of, of, of old bands, nostalgia bands. Yeah, that's, that's like a thing, that's though. like a day, right? Yeah, yeah. If it's like, but like, I don't know, a just Rick Astley concert sounds weird to me. I don't get it. Well, if he's headlining a show, he ain't doing like an arena. He's he's doing like a local club. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. playing the bovine in Toronto. If you know, you know. Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd like to. It's see It's definitely it. the Elmo man. Like he'd be there. Yeah, well, you get a coke headed anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> watch out for them libel charges. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, so they, they do the GTS spot. They do the uh, the biting of the arm spot that everyone loved. <laughs> yeah, they, they did everything. And like, I love how everyone you're either you're you're of two mindsets. There's literally no in between, according to Twitter. You're Apparently. either the CM Punk is coming back, or the Dave Meltzer told me that CM Punk's camp is upset about this whole spot. What do you think of the match? What do you think of the trolling? Is, does it work for you? And like, or are you just over it at this point? <sighs> I don't know. Like, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the trolling because I'm aware of the other stuff and I was forced to be aware of it. Um, It's still strange that AEW has not addressed it and it made it difficult for commentary to deal with some of that trolling because they were just like, oh, yeah, he he's making fun of the buckshot was how Taz covered the, the buckshot flop. Well, that was the end. He was making fun of CM Punk, make, you know, not being able to hit that buckshot. Later. Yeah, but it, it was just like, yeah, he couldn't say CM Punk. So it was awkward and weird. And it's just like, I don't know. 
the whole thing was um i yeah i don't mind it i don't mind the trolling i i don't i don't know though like it does feel weird it's fine it's fine is how i feel about it i guess the one thing that feels especially weird to me is just that does it take away from this best of seven match? Does it take away from the death triangle and their storyline that's kind of happening? Cause I was saying no, the because they still lost the Penta ha- like second hammer spot was funny to me. Yes. Um, and that's the thing. Like they still lost, like they're hamming it up and they're distracted and they ate the L because of it. Like ultimately, um, I, I don't I don't think it takes away from Death Triangle. It's also a best of goddamn seven. So like if you can take <laughs> away from it a little bit, it's fine. Like That's I don't fair. need to be present. You need yeah, yeah. Like multiple this stories was, can exist in a best of seven. Like the first match was the return of the elite, right? That's the first match. This second match is like, let's make fun of CM Punk in Chicago. <laughs> fine. Third match, maybe a roll up, maybe a quick short loss by uh by um death triangle like the the elite ekes out a win and right. then you can start to slowly like make it you know you can tell other stories it's it's fine each match has to have its own like special thing or else this is this gets stale so far they've done a good job but it's only been two matches so yeah and, and again i don't know if it'll go seven feels like traditionally it would but who knows you can yeah. easily have it go four and then have the elite go absolutely bonkers over the idea that they lost four in a row. Yeah, and it's like, oh, maybe it's because we were being silly and reveling in the fan attention rather than paying attention to the actual ring work. It's time for the serious elites. That sounds awful. Uh, they announced Matt and Nick praying constantly. And- That's true. Uh, they announced that uh, Thunder Rosa is officially not the women's Too champion. tremendous applause! Oh, boy. I felt bad for her there, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, though. I think my favorite part, so they announced that Jamie Hayter is the official AEW Women's Champion, and everyone's excited, and then they have to retcon the entire announcement because Tony read Twitter during the uh, women's three-way tag to also include Tony Storm's reign as officially uh, a women's champion. Which is fine. That's the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. I just I had a good laugh. And Tony was like, oh, 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 shit. All right. Tell him, Taz, tell him that, uh, tell him that Tony was a champion too. Otherwise, they'll get angry at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony, you know me. what? It's fine. I still don't love that, you know, Jamie Hader is champion, still going to go to the Britt Baker match, and then it's still all going to end with having to do um, a Thunder Rosa match because it's, it's just, it's cyclical. It's just, it's all the same groupings. We still don't have like a timeline for that though. So, no, we knows? don't. Could be so far down the future. Could be a and she's, she's, partner. She's talking about early 2023. Could be January, February. Who knows? Um, but either way, like I want Thunder Rosa to get well, and I want her to come back, uh, assuming that uh, you know it's the right place for her to be in AEW. Yep. yep, yep. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, get healthy. Tag match, by the way. The <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Bu- it was not good. Sky Blue actually looked not great in her hometown. Gosh. She had those great uh, chucks on though with the, sh- the Chicago flag. I don't care. All right. Well then. The acclaimed. Uh, did you care about the acclaimed thing with Jeff Jarrett and and all that pl- appearing afterwards? Everyone's I was like, okay, is this what me. is this what Jeff Jarrett came back for to to yeah. mess with the tag teams a little bit? Yeah, it was boring. It was fine. I and didn't hate it. Events. I didn't hate it. Your Thanksgiving main event: Chris Jericho takes on Tomohiro Ishii. I know you love it when New Japan comes around, but this is your favorite New Japan wrestler. Hey, I love this guy. He walks so <laughs> slow, it's the best. Like, anyone who walks that slow, dangerous. That's true. Like, he is a dangerous man. 
Uh, what do you think? So the, the match uh, slapped man. the blood out of Jericho's tits. This was a good <laughs> match. This was a very good match. The combined age of these two men was 98. Just old men slapping each other back old, and forth. The old bad. meaty men slapping me. So good. Just so many face slaps to kick it off. And then, yeah, like I said, slap the blood out of Jericho's titties. Probably Jericho's best uh, best title defense since winning the Ring of Honor World Championship. Big time, yeah. And now, this is my favorite thing on Rampage. They had Cla- So Claudio knocks out Jericho to end Dynamite. Then on Rampage, they decide that they're going to announce Jericho versus Claudio at final battle for the Ring of Honor World Championship. If Claudio loses... He has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, I need Chris Jericho to win that. I've never said this in my life. I need Jericho to win that match because what I need is for him to take every single gimmick that Claudio had in WWE and just bring it back. Bring it back. Have Jericho team Claudio and ha- and, and Jake Hager together and have them do We the People on the stage. Have have Oksana come back. Can we give Oksana a payday? Let's do that. Maybe have Claudio come out and, and yodel. Or be a football hooligan. I don't give a shit. Just do everything that they did with Cesaro. Get the bar. Have him come out and do the bar and wear the, the, the and wear the kilt. Do the whole thing. I need it so bad. I'm I'm just envisioning Jake Hager giving him his own stupid bucket hat and like fitting it on his head, and that'll make all of the stupid hat stuff just just work for me. I'm fine. <laughs> Put Claudio in a stupid hat. Oh my God, Claudio in a stupid, I like this stupid hat with Jake Hager. <laughs> yeah, there's there's gold there. Do it up. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's what they're going to no, do. It's not going to happen. But, but what if they do? What if, what if uh, listen, they, they're not doing shit with, uh, with Black Bull Combat Club right now. Mox and Danielson are- Not much of a club, you ask me. Yeah, they're they're kind of having some beef, and then you've got their their lordship running away. Yuda's just like crying in the corner. Mom, Dad, stop fighting! Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, Claudio, and Claudio's in like Ring of Honor. Like yeah, yeah. Claudio's a little brother going to Yuda, being like, "It's okay, it's okay, we'll be fine." Mommy and Daddy are just having a little bit of a disagreement. They'll come back around. Don't worry. I just, I really need Claudio to like lose that match. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, is there anything else from this week that we got to talk about? A boat. I feel oh, like SmackDown. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, same Breaking thing. Eh? Pack did the same thing again. I thought we were past it. No, we're not. We're not past it. Matt uh, McCarthy, who used to write for WWE and has a wonderful podcast known as We Watch Wrestling, he tweeted out during SmackDown while he was watching the. Uh, the the segment with Bray, I gotta find it. Hold on, sorry, give me a sec. He was he was he was done with it. He hated this. He says I can't stand Bray White, and then he tweets out, "Bray, shut the fuck up already. I don't want to be violent." That's that's Bray. And says, then why do you work? Violent. And then and then top of his lungs, Matt's like, "Then why do you work at a wrestling company as a wrestler? What is this horseshit?" <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, "Matt's absolutely right. It just hasn't gone anywhere. It hasn't." And it needs to. And we've been sitting here for weeks being like, we can't keep playing lore and we can't keep playing the same hits every single week because that entrance gets longer and it feels longer every single time he comes out. The tour is over. Let's start doing something with Bray that's not just, I come out and say something, Uncle Howdy comes and ends the segment and calls me a liar and everything is back to square one all over again. 
Like, and it's good. Like something is happening kind of slowly in the background. It's just, there's no reason for it to be going this slowly now where we're repeating the pre-work. Like you're doing the same spot that you already did without advancing the story. Now, like I'm not the one who beat up LA Knight is the only important thing that happened in that segment. And it took so long. And it's like, we didn't even really need you to say that you could have said that. And we could have seen something else happen. Like, they are going to have LA Knight come out and be like, I have video proof that it was you who did it. And then they're going to come and out. It'll and it'll be in be, the, an NXT parking lot. <laughs> or it's going to be, it's going to be someone completely different. They're going to, they're going to do the stupid who ran over Roman or who dumped the stuff on Roman. And then Danielson who hit Elias. Like, well, like when they did it with Roman, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan comes out and he grabs a fake Rowan. And remember they pulled the, and it just looks like trucker Rowan. And then they retcon it the next week. Like Trucker Rowan didn't exist. But meanwhile, actually Rowan did it. Yeah, That's what they're going to do here. Yeah. And it's so stupid. And they need to just move on. Do do something new with this Bray Wyatt. Get to the match. Get to the fight. Get to the whatever you need yeah, to do. You got to tell me who Stop Uncle Howdy is at this point. Because I'm starting to not care at all. It's Bray. Like, it's Bray. It's just. It's no, 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 no. That's what I mean. I don't mean like. Yeah, yeah. You need, I just need mean to, like. Need what is the purpose of Uncle Howdy. How did Uncle Howdy come to exist? Like, why? Wh- like, what is he to him? Like, his conscience it gets boring. Again, like, he wore that mask on his debut. Jiminy Cricket ass crap. Is it the same mask? Yeah, it's the same mask. Oh, then the proportions of it are really stupid. Yeah, well, now they, they got to CGI the mask. I don't know what happened, uh, but it was yeah, the same. I'm Something 99% sure it was the same ma- it, style of didn't mask. Have, didn't that one have like a mask? Oh, yeah, I guess jaw? it was kind of a long way. Yeah, maybe. yeah, whereas the Uncle Howdy, I think, is face fitted. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, you know what I was thinking of? Not the Uncle Howdy mask. The, the mask that Uncle Howdy wore on top of his mask was the same mask. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he debuted, when they debuted the Howdy duty bullshit. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking of. But yeah. The the point is like you gotta do something with it, and I know some people are gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be uh, Taylor Rotunda, D- Bra- uh, Bo Bo Dallas. Uh, sure, please don't sure. hire Bo Dallas again. They never lost him, but I just don't. I just what I'm, didn't they I'm, fire his ass? No, nah, no one fired him. He he went home and he was off. And no, never, they fired him eventually. Uh, like no, he was sitting on the farm him. for like two years, and then they fired his ass. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's sitting on someone else's farm. Um, <laughs> it ain't his. I'll tell you that much. I'm pretty sure he was never. Oh no, he was released April yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah. It was like a. It happened at the point when no one cared because he had been doing nothing for. Yeah, two he had full not years. been seen. He had not been seen yeah. since like October. You're right. So he was released. Either way, he, he, if he's coming back, just just get it over with. Just don't. Uh, let's get out of here. I'm going to yeah, go outside yeah, yeah. and enjoy the, the rainy weather. Uh, where can the people find you on the internet, Tim? They can find me at Tim Stone, P E T I M B S T O N E P, Twitter for now. We'll see. Maybe on the Instagram? No, probably not. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. That's more, that probably has more longevity. Hive social? Mm. I know. They need to set up a desktop version that I might put. <laughs> anyway, Fightful Overbook, we drop stuff every single day. Go and watch the stuff. We got uh, Strong Style coming back this week. I'm excited. Newsworthy dropped a new episode this past Saturday. Jeremy and I talking about Cole Cabana almost dying. Talking about our favorite McDonald's orders because Genghis Khan never tried McDonald's Sprite uh, and a whole whack of other shit. Chris Jericho and the Paranormal. It was a weird episode, but it was really funny. Go watch that. Uh, And of course, Tim and I are here 
every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, at least for now, because 10 a.m. is, God, why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Oh, my God. I am Atrial Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.